Today we're going to be talking about dependency. You know, many times we, we think in our, in our culture that we need to be independent, that we don't need to be dependent on anything. We, we can do it on our own. And today we're going to be talking about a psalm that tells us to be dependent. And is Psalm 90, and the title for today's message is Be Dependent, and is a psalm by no one else but Moses. Now, many times when we talk about the Psalms, we think, well, um, the, you know, King David wrote the Psalms, and, and yes, he did. But the problem is that often we attribute the authorship to someone who, and we think that the whole book was written by him. However, this particular uh, Psalm was written by Moses. Now, many theologians believe that this is a oral tradition. It's a prayer that they sing of Moses. It's a song that they sing of Moses, so they attribute it to Moses. And, and many believe that it was written about the end of the life uh, that Moses had after he spent all this time with the people of Israel, and he saw a whole generation of people dying. A new generation coming and rising up to take the promised land that God has promised them. So Moses writes this psalm and then very likely David adds it into his compilation of psalms. And today we're going to be looking at Psalm 90 or chapter 90. Uh, verses 12 to 17, and we're going to read the word of the Lord and this beautiful psalm. So if you stand with me as we uh, look into this psalm by Moses in the recognition of God's sovereignty and also man's frailty. Psalm 90, and we're going to read verses 12 to 17. Thus say the word of the Lord. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord. How long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be, and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor. To their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Father, we thank you for this uh, beautiful passage and we thank you that you do speak yet again and again through your word. I pray, Father, that as I profess these words, may they not be mine, but yours. And I pray that we will find favor before you and that you would bless us through it. We ask these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We look into this passage and we see that Psalm 90 is one of the most uh, quoted psalms and is a, is a beautiful psalm uh, that, that attributes God's sovereignty, that we see God in his full splendor, but we also see how we struggle too in facing him. And yet we see in this psalm 
that God is the one that will come and bless us if we are dependent upon him. And we see in verse 12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So wisdom is a matter of relationship. So wisdom comes out of a relationship. It's not something we acquire. It's not something that we, we gain, but it's a relationship with him. And this is what the passage is telling us. Now, Socrates, uh, the very well-known Greek philosopher, used to say that wisdom is something that was a recognition, is when we recognize our own limitations in our knowledge. In other words, the more we recognize we don't know, the wiser we are. Because we continue to learn, we continue to research, we continue to procure the information we need. So Socrates knew something amazing about wisdom, and that is, that is not dependent on our knowledge, but is the contrary, is our understanding of how little knowledge we have. So this word is telling us, teach us to count our days that we may gain wisdom. So the limitations that we have is we have to count our days. And each day has to be counted. Now there is a, a website called uh, Time... Uh, I, I wrote it down. Uh, I lost it. Yeah, deathdate.com, that's it. No, deathclock.com. So, deathclock.com is a site that you can put your date of birth, your BMI, you know, which is your height, and, and then your weight, and then if you're a smoker or not, and then they tell you how many days you have left. I tried it, I didn't like the response. You know, I want to be here a little bit longer. But, uh, but this is not what it's telling us. What it's telling us is not for us to, to try to find out how many days we have left. What it's telling us is when we look at our own days, we account for what we're doing with our days. We're not wasting each day of our lives. Now, when Moses wrote this, when Moses sang this psalm, he was looking into the end of his life. And we know he, he lived about 120 years. And, and for the first 40 years, he lived as a prince. The next 40 years, he lived as a fugitive. And the following 40 years, he lived as a leader of the people of Israel. So he saw a whole life on how God can be faithful and how each day counts. But many times we look at each day as we're just going to do the same thing. We are just going to, you know, to go through the motions. And it's very important that we learn and, uh, and that we perceive what God has for us, that we may be wise. So he begins by saying, teach us, and that's the Greek word hoda, teach us to number our days, to desire God, to be wise. A young student went to his master and said, Master, how may I learn 
to desire God? How can I know how to connect with Him? How may I find God with all our heart? And He said, come in a walk with me. And they walked through the woods. And He said, see the beauty? You'll find God in beauty. You see nature, you'll find God in nature. You see God's word. And you see that beautiful river? Come with me. And they went to the middle of the river. And he said, I want you to dive in. And as he dove, he grabbed his hand and put his hand on his head. And the student was trying to, to get out. And he kept the, the student down underwater. And he's thinking he's about to drown. And he's, he's waving his hands. And he's trying to get grasp for air and, and the, the, the teacher kept his head underwater until the teacher released and the, and the student comes out gasping for air and the teacher said if you seek the Lord as you sought for air if you desire God as you desire for a gasp of air just now, you will find Him. Sometimes to find God, it requires everything of us. And what is telling us, what this passage is telling us, is teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. It's not a mind of wisdom, a heart of wisdom, which does not mean that is being wise with what we know is being wise with who we know it's a difference between the world that tells us you are wise because you're able to use information and the scripture is saying you are wise because of who you know because of who is in your heart who you are connecting with and to be wise requires a relationship but also, we see that we get so much more from, from this relationship. We see in verse 13, Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. And then he says this, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad in all our days. So he tells us, Lord, satisfy us in the morning. Gladness comes from above. It's not something we work in. It's not something we work out of. It's not something we, we, we study or research. Gladness comes from above. And we are glad because he satisfies us. Because he brings us this joy. I know so many Christians... So many people who call themselves children of God, they have no joy. I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. How can you call yourself a Christian and have no joy? Because the Word of God says that when we are with Him, He fills us with joy. He satisfies us. And I suspect that the reason why many struggle with joy... Well, the reason many struggle with gladness is because they desire something that the world tells them they have to have. And many times we, we feel that we just have to have this. 
I have teenagers, I know that. They tell me, Dad, we need to have something of this particular brand, or we need to have this app, because everyone else has it. I know you don't. You yourself, you don't need to do what everyone else has to do. You don't have to follow the crowd. It reminds me, Isabel was little, and I asked her, and she was telling me that she was going to do something because her friends were doing something. Well, if you were jumping off the bridge, if your friends were jumping off the bridge, would you jump too? She goes, I don't know, am I wearing a bathing suit? <laughs> you know, many times we, we just do whatever the world's telling us. But if that's our standard, we're going to miss out on the joy. We're going to miss out on the satisfaction. Because God will provide. He continues to provide. He does everything to provide. But we lose focus. We, we look at the things of the world. It reminds me of the farmer in Indiana. They had a sign. Because people kept crossing through his, his, his farm. And through, through his backyard. And, and one day he decided to put a sign up. Then the sign said, if you're going to cross this farm, you better do in 9.8 seconds because the bull can do it in 10. And he called the attention to anyone that was coming in. It was like, is it worth it? Is it worth me crossing this yard? And the sign brought the attention to those people who were crossing the field. And the same thing happens to us. How often has God shown you a sign that caught your attention, that allows you to turn your life to, from a direction that you were going that wasn't His to going in His way? So he, God drops signs on us to call our attention. And, but it is our decision to turn or to keep going. It is our decision to follow Him or not to follow him. There's not a third. Either we are with him. Or without, we are without him. There is not a third option. So gladness comes from above. And that gladness. Is the one that's going to sustain us. Is the one that's going to give us joy. Is the one that's going to give us the true pleasure. Of being a child of the Lord. But this passage continues. It tells us that uh, may make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. And here's the, the, beauty, beauty, uh, the beauty of verse 16. May your deeds be shown to your servants and your splendor to their children. We have to build our legacy. We have to build our legacy. You have to build your legacy. A man had a, uh, a sign that said, Talking dog for sale. And a man saw a talking dog for sale. And he said, do you have a talking dog for sale? He said, yes. He's right there. So he went over to the dog and said, do you talk? Yep. So what's your story? Well, I'm... I was born and, and I figured out I could talk. I could speak. So I went to 
a university and they studied and I became quite popular. So the FBI called me just so I could help them in some cases because people never suspect that I could speak. I could tell what they said. Then the CIA took me and I was a spy in many, many countries. And I sat down with world leaders and I was able to hear what they were saying and then report to all that. Not only so, but afterwards I got a job at the airport. I was able to just mingle among people and hearing what they were saying. I was able to smell and, and sniff. I, I did a great job at that. And then I retired and I got a family. And, but now I'm being sold. I got medals. I got all the recognition. But now he's trying to sell me. Well, that's quite impressive. So he went back to the owner and said, how much you want for that dog? He said, $10. $10? That dog lived an impressive life. I was like, no, it's $10 because nothing he said is true. He made it all up. <laughs> nothing is true. How often do we try to impress other people with, with, with the things that that of the world and, and we, we build this image of ourselves what this passage is saying Lord show us your deeds that as you show us your deeds that the children will see it's not that children will see the deeds of God it's that the children may see God working through the adults is that the children may see God using the adults for amazing things because they learn by imitation. They follow our footsteps. So when we are wise, when we build our legacy, we have the children looking at us and following us. It's build the legacy, not make your own legacy, not write your own legacy. Is build it. Brick by brick, trial by trial, wisdom by wisdom, day by day. Because children are watching. And children want to have the same God we do if we're passionate about it. If God is just someone that we, we speak seldomly of, they will not desire it. But there's something more. Wait, there's more. Verse 17, may the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. May the favor of the Lord rest on us. When I go on vacation with my, with my children, they don't worry about it. They just look forward to go. They complain sometimes over the, the drive, but they don't care if there's gas in the car they don't care if I'm going in the right direction. They don't even care if I'm going too fast or too slow. They don't care if we forgot anything because if we did, we can always get it there. They don't care. They live life fully trusting that Joanne and I will take them to this trip or this vacation and they just rest in the assurance of our favor that we will take care of them. But we don't do that with God, do we? We don't fully rest saying, I'm not even worried of what may or may not happen. I'm not even worried about what will happen. 
in uh, Anderson, Nevada. I have a, a really good buddy of mine, and I had the opportunity to, to see him uh, just uh, this past Friday. And I was just sharing about some of the amazing things that God has done in my life and, and how I, I've learned to live a life that says, well, God will provide. God will take care of it. God will provide. And I know it sounds stupid. I told them, I know it makes no sense. But every time I just say God will provide, He provides. He has not yet once let me down. And, and he goes, well, Sam, well, that's great because you're a pastor. You get it. I was like, no, it has nothing to do with me being a pastor. It's to be being a human because I could worry or I could just trust that God will provide. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I called him yesterday. And I said, they canceled my, my flight. And he goes, well, did God provide? I was like, yeah. I'm going to be in Columbus tomorrow morning in time for church. Because when I say God will provide, He will. He does. I receive His favor. Who am I? I do not deserve it. And surely I did not earn it. I do not even deserve it. But God favors us. Why do we worry? If we just blindly trust that God will provide, He will. Has he ever not provided? Has he ever let you down? Has he ever, has he ever left you dangling and, and in the streets dying? No. He provides. Because his favor is on us. So verse 17. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Rest. How often do we need rest? May the favor rest on us that we know, oh, I got the favor. I got daddy's favor. I believe I am one of his favorites because I look back in my life and I see how much he has provided. I look back in my life and I see how, how good he has been. I can't live one day without giving him praise because of what he has done. But yet he tells us, may the favor rest on us. Not worries, not, not the things of this world. Establish the work of our hands for us. Establish the work of our hands. So what are we to do? We are to work. And I have a challenge for you. And the challenge is to let your life shine. Because when you work for the Lord, when you serve, your life shines. And you shine in the world of darkness. And it's not your light. It's not, it's not your brightness. It's not your wisdom. It's Jesus Christ in you. So when we work with our hands, not only His favor rests on us, but we will shine. We will see, we will see His work being accomplished, but the world will see Jesus Christ in us. There's nothing greater than that. So make a new commitment today. Let it shine. Because when children see us shine, children will recognize Jesus Christ in us. I'd like to conclude with a word of prayer, but first I'd like to ask the worship team to come forward as we conclude. I don't know where you are on your journey. I don't know where you are in your walk with Jesus Christ. But today we learn that we 
can live a life that is fulfilling, a life that is filled with gladness, a life that, is, that brings joy to others, a life that can be an example to children if we are dependent on Him and not in our own understanding, not in our own abilities, but fully and completely dependent on Him. So today, make a commitment to say, I want to be dependent on Him and let your life shine as He works through you. Let us pray. Father, we thank You. We thank You for the joy that You have given us. We thank You for the gladness that You have provided for us. And Father, allow us to work with our hands in service. Allow us to live a life that brings joy and gladness to you. May our lives be examples to our children. May our lives be examples to those around us. And may we shine knowing that you will provide, knowing that the favor of God rests upon us. So Father, today, allow us to go knowing that we are a child of the risen Lord. We are a child of God the Creator. And we are a child of the Holy Spirit who leads us, who speaks to us, who is present right here. We thank you, Father. And we pray these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand and continue to worship with us in response to Pastor's sermon today? Amen. I'd like to conclude with a benediction out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God make you worthy of His calling. And that by His power He may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness. And your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this, so in the name of our Lord Jesus, may be glorified in you. And you in him, according to the grace of our God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace as you serve God and love one another. Amen.